0: on today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct network of podcasts. We're almost there, folks. We're almost at the end of the 2021 Vancouver Canucks season. Since we last recorded, the Vancouver Canucks lost 4-1 to the Edmonton Oilers, and last night defeated the Edmonton Oilers 6-3. We'll get into all of that. Four goals on four shots last night. The Edmonton Oilers for the Canucks. Abby, Abby, shout out Abby, Abbotsford. You're getting an AHL team. The Vancouver Canucks will be moving its AHL affiliate to Abbotsford. We get into all that, and of course we end the show with our poll that we posted on our Twitter account from last episode. Should be a good one. Man, we... You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly, it's all about towel power. Are you ready? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondy. Make sure to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network wherever you get podcasts. This show, power the towel twice a week. Sipping on a 40 from the brilliant mind of Kyle Bowen. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I've been telling people for the last couple of months. But since we last recorded the Vancouver Canucks 2 games, and a one in one record, they lost four one to the Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday night, and beat the Edmonton Oilers six three in Edmonton on Thursday night. Now, does that win? And we'll get more into the six three win because the four one loss was it was pretty depressing. It was uh, you know it was going to shape it up to be uh, and it still is going to be a uh, a long death march for the for the rest of the season. But that 6-3 win, four goals on four shots for the Vancouver Canucks. They ended that period with a pretty commanding lead. Ended up leading the first period 4-2 to after the break. High score in first period. And it continues a trend for the Vancouver Canucks recently where they get off to good starts and then kind of fade away the rest of the game. Now, it didn't happen in this game, but they still got off to a good start. And I think you're going to see this continue the rest of the season for the Vancouver Canucks. You see them get off to a good start in the first period and then maybe fade away. This this schedule is brutal. It's going to take a toll on the players. You can already see it has taken a toll on the players. Luckily for them, they get a break in between that last game and tomorrow night when they play the Edmonton Oilers once again. But it's just a continuing continuing trend I've noticed where the Canucks will get off to good starts. Don't get me wrong. They will get off to good starts. And whether they finish these games is a entirely different question. Jack Rathbone got his first career goal. Great shot from kind of middle of the slot. And I think, you know, for Jack Rathbone, he's going to be an important player because, again, he's going to be another cheap player the Canucks can use. He looks like... A he has the skill of a top four defenseman now whether he can fill out and be you know kind of a Quinn Hughes light in which he's not going to muscle off players off the puck but use his stick and everything else is he's going to be he's going to be a good fit I think you know if everything goes right with Jack Rathbone he can be the second he can be the second pair left side guy that's where I see a guy like like J Bone as we're calling him at least I'm calling him J Bone I know that. Quinn Hughes says his nickname is is Bonesy. I like J Bone, and you know, you know for a fact, the first time he's making a big mistake, it's a boner. Go look up that term. In terms of, it used to be an old term for a mistake back in like the '40s. A boner. That's uh that that's his version of pizzas, the boners. But any anyways, he he looks has a skill at least for a top four defenseman. Whether he can round out that defensive game and. You know, be a, a staple in the top four, it'll be huge for a team like for, like the Canucks who need kind of that another another top four defenseman. They need a lot of things, but the defense needs to be fixed uh, 100%. And we need to see him, I think, on, on the power play. We need to see him on power play too. Quinn Hughes obviously has a top unit locked up. Let's see what Jack Rathbone could do on that second power play unit. And credit to Travis Green, he's playing him. I think that's the next step. For a guy like Jack Rathbone rest of the season, see if he can handle power play minutes in the National Hockey League. Because if he can, that's a that's a huge development for the Vancouver Canucks. Fourth line, they look pretty decent. Grayovac got a goal, Howerluck got a goal. I was asked on SportsNet 650 last Saturday, out of all the bottom six guys, who do I think has the, the best shot? Who do I think has the most promises? Maybe a guy like Jace Howerluck. Look at his profile on a, you know, relatively cheap deal, which is important for a team like the Vancouver Canucks, who's going to have to pay its start players. It's looking like he's going to be a fourth... He is a fourth liner for his career as long as he sticks around the NHL. Good on the four check. Pretty good wheels. Can chip in with the odd goal. He's not a a guy who's going to move the needle, but for this team... He is kind of what they need for that fourth line. A fourth line isn't going to sink you on the salary cap and, you know, lets you not play above your head, not, you know, move the needle again. We like that saying, move the needle. But he's going to help you break even in those bottom four, bottom six scenarios. Zach McEwen probably going to get fined or some sort of discipline for his antics against Darnell Nurse. That was a Bush League move by, by Nurse to take him down in the fight, and a dangerous play as well. As we're recording this, the uh, discipline has not been handed down yet, but I'm sure it's going to come down any minute. And we don't want to get into it too much because this is a Canucks podcast, but the Department of Player Safety is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Brock Besser got to 20 goals against the Edmonton Oilers last night. Easy choice for Team MVP, in my opinion, and a pretty brutal year for the Vancouver Canucks. Seeing Brock Besser have his shot back, seeing him get back to his Calder-nominated season, where he was looking like a perennial thirty-goal scorer. Maybe it's a couple years if everything goes right, breaks forty goals. It's good to see him. It's good to see him find his shot, find his confidence offensively, which is really what it's looked like this season. And he's been one of the few bright spots, I think, uh, for the Canucks this season. Again, twenty goals in an abbreviated season like this, highly impressive. Highly, highly impressive. One of the big things surrounding Twitter last night was Jim Benning getting caught at a Safeway when he was allegedly supposed to be quarantining. Now, Patrick Johnson of the province cleared it up. He is deemed, a, Jim Benning is deemed an essential worker, which is hilarious to me. He's a, he's essential worker because his job is very important in this economy, ruining a hockey team. But it was fun to see all the all the reactions of people online. He is deemed an essential worker. He does get tested apparently every you know, couple of days, according to Patrick Johnson, but still hilarious. Now, of course, the big news, the big news from this past week, I believe it was announced on the Tuesday, Abbotsford is going to be the new home of the Vancouver Canucks HL affiliate. Shout out to Abbotsford, man. Great town. Been there a few times. Has that reputation as a Bible thumper town. I don't see that at all. Great people. Been there a bunch. Covered in high school ball, college ball. Hell of a town. Now, I'm going to relay my experience covering the Fraser Valley Bandits, of course, the uh, the basketball team that operates in the uh, Abbotsford Center and I know a few people inside their front office. I know a few people who run the team. I remember talking to them while they were trying to set up the team. If you want to set up a, a team to attract young families, if you want that market, then the Fraser Valley is the place to be. That is where the population growth is in the Lower Mainland, Abbotsford, Langley, Surrey, Fraser Valley in general. That is where the population growth is. That is where you want to set up. And I'm sure for an AHL team whatever it's going to be called. I like the Abbotsford Ace. Some, some, some reference to the Abbotsford Air Show. So Abbotsford Aces is cool. Abbotsford Arrows. The double A, the alliteration. Abbotsford Arrows. Something like that. But it, for an AHL team, if you want to attract those dollars, Abbotsford, the Fraser Valley, is the place to be. And the Abbotsford Center, it's a pretty nice rink. It's a pretty nice facility. It's like a proper, proper rink for an AHL team, much more so than I think the Langley Event Center. I know the Langley Event Center is where the Giants play, but the, the actual arena bowl for the Langley Event Center is a lot smaller than what could be used for, you know, for example, the Abbotsford Center. You know, it, it's much more of a proper, the Abbotsford Center would be much more proper of a pro team like an AHL team than the Langley Event Center. And it's a nice facility. It's great. I think Abbotsford would be, I think you're going to hit it out of the park with Abbotsford. You know, many people smarter than me in business have discussed the potential business partnerships. You can sell, for example, you know, a new matinee game for an HL team and then package it with teams to see, tickets to see, sorry, the big team down at Rogers Arena. Right? You could do all sorts of cool stuff like that for an AHL team, if you want to market yourself towards young families, that's where the population growth is. It's out in the Fraser Valley, Abbotsford, Langley, Surrey, all around there. And also, it gives me a bit, maybe I'm being a bit optimistic here. Maybe I'm being a bit optimistic here. It gives me hope that maybe, just maybe, ownership is going to start stop cheaping out on a lot of things. Because if you want to cheap out for an AHL team, you don't actually put them in Abbotsford. That's a counter, you know, a lot of people think you would save money putting them close to your farm. No, what you would do is if you want to cheap out on an AHL team, you put them in that kind of Southwest U.S. pocket where a bunch of AHL teams are already, and that would cut down on travel, that would cut down on expenses, because right now, Abbotsford, you know, it's going to be, you can't bust down to, you know, Ontario, California, that is, you know, Palmer, wherever that Seattle, Henderson, Palm Springs, wherever these Southwest U.S. HL affiliates are from Abbotsford. That's a long bus ride. That is pro- that's probably more than a day to bus down all the way there. So you're going to have to fly, and that's going to add up. Maybe it, g- it gives me a bit of hope. It gives me a bit of hope that the Canucks ownership is not going to cheap out going forward, heading into next season, because, again, if you want to cheap out on your AHL team, you don't put them in Abbotsford. You put them in that bubble where a bunch of teams already are in the southwestern United States. So I, I think the Abbotsford AHL team is going to work out great. Abbotsford Center is a great facility. I think it's going to work out great. It's going to make it easier, obviously, for the Canucks to call down guys, call up guys, sorry, send down guys. It's going to make things a lot easier in that regard. And this, was, this was a slam dunk. The Abbotsford AHL affiliate was a slam dunk in a season where the Canucks desperately needed an easy slam dunk like this, right, uncontested, uncontested from the three throw line, clean, ten out of ten stars from all the judges. This was a slam dunk for for a lot of people involved in the in the Abbotsford AHL deal. I'm gonna try and make it out to a couple, maybe a couple games. See if I can get tickets. Who knows. I think it's also going to be cool, especially if the Canucks get a top prospect from this year's draft, a 2021 draft. Send him down to the AHL. Maybe some work out some system like that. Man, that's, that thing's going to be like a license to print money if you get, you know, a top five pick playing in the AHL for a good number of games. Canucks fans are going to want to see that guy. Anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to discuss our poll that we posted on our Twitter account from last episode. All right, we're back, and we're going to go over our results from our poll. Got a little game show music going on. So, the question was posed like this. How many more Canucks games will you watch this season? There was four options I put out there. All ten, five to nine, one to four, or just, I'm out. So, Last, with ten point four percent of the vote, we had close to a hundred people vote on this poll, so shout out to everyone who voted on this. So with what with ten point four percent, five to nine, very specific number of games for these people. One to four was uh, was up after that with eighteen point eight percent. I'm out, thirty-three point three percent in all ten games. The winner with 37.5% of the vote. Shout out to all those people who are still watching all 10 games. That shows dedication and commitment to this franchise in a season where they haven't really given much back. Look, I've said it before on this podcast. If I didn't have this podcast, if I was just wanting to watch the games for pure enjoyment, I don't know if I could watch all 10 games. If I had some... And I think it's, it's this is helped by the fact that the there really isn't much to do otherwise than to watch, this, get, watch these games. But if there was stuff to do, I don't know if I'd be watching all 10 games. You know, I, I can't tell you how many games I remember down the stretch from those 2016-2017 seasons. I just can't tell you. So with 37.5% of the vote, close to 40%, all 10, shout out to those people, the real diehards of this team that aren't going to give up. And I want to know the people who have their life planned out so much. They know they're watching exactly five to nine games, not a game more, and not a game less. Anyways, that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. It helps us out a lot in the future, the plan, plan, audio content for everyone out there. Once again, this is Power the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network. Thank you for listening.